0: Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Monday on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Continuing our conversation about the NFL divisional round, and let's go, out to, uh, let's go out to Cincinnati. Well, I guess it was Buffalo. It's almost back to Cincinnati. Joining us from a lengthy car ride is our friend Marshall Kramsky. He's a sports anchor and reporter at WCPO in Cincinnati, and you know him formerly as a sports anchor and reporter here at NBC5 in Vermont. Marshall, thanks for being with us, man. How are you?
1: I'm good Brady you know it's been a lot of fun covering you know maybe the most famous person in all of sports right now in <laughs> Joe Burrow uh we're having a good time it's been a it's been a busy road but a fun one
0: well look since leaving Vermont uh you know a year or so ago your career really has taken off again you find yourself yesterday in Buffalo watching the Bengals beat the Bills what has it been like to to be on this ride and cover a team that finds itself just one win away from the Super Bowl yet again?
1: It's been really special. I kind of think that's the only way to put it. The way this community, this city, has gathered around this team and getting to know the guys, like, I don't know how else to put it, but they're just a good group of people. Like, I'm in that locker room multiple times a week. Everyone is so welcoming. They care about each other. There's no egos in there. And honestly, it kind of reminds me a lot of Vermont, of like, The people on the team are all there out for each other, trying to help each other, kind of the way that I felt when I was in Vermont, getting to know Vermonters.
0: You know, I'm not surprised the Bengals won. Like, I predicted them to win on Friday, but I was surprised at how easy they made it look. How did they do what they did yesterday?
1: They are that good. They have been overlooked for the last season and a half they are that good they don't i think a lot of it the is zero egos on that team and you have maybe the best receiver one of the top two three receivers in football in jamar chase and key higgins would be a number one receiver on most other teams and he has no problem playing number two joe burrow the same kind of thing he doesn't want any of the spotlight it just kind of comes to him everyone is out to help each other a big part of it though in a football aspect is the defense. They don't have that flashy one name at any part of the defense, but defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo, he's the kind of guy who gets the most out of every single player and gets every single one from the third string guy, the practice squad guy, to the starting safeties and captains. They are all bought into the same plan. And as cornerback Eli Apple said yesterday, Lou Anarumo – He's a wizard. He's a defensive guru. And a lot of that, they held Josh Allen and the Bills to 10 points. Yeah. Hard to win a game with only scoring 10 points.
0: Is Burrow as cool in person as he is on the field?
1: <laughs> uh, he's pretty cool. He's very, one thing I think that isn't talked about enough about Joe Burrow is how kind and genuine he is. Uh, every time I pass him, hey, man, hey, Marshall, how you doing? Like, he's a thoughtful guy, very quiet a little introverted, he kind of beats to his own drum in the sense that he just wants to kind of mind his own business. Joe Burrow's ideal world, he goes, plays football, goes home, watches tape, plays video games, watches some UFC, goes to bed, does it again the next day. (laughs) That's just kind of who he is. He beats to his own drum, and I think that is what makes him cool in, uh, in today's age. If you go over to his locker, it's very funny. One of my favorite little tidbits about him is, he has a folded up chessboard next to his locker he loves playing chess
0: you know i know so burrows from athens ohio and his dad worked at uh, ohio university and i know athens and cincinnati are not right next door they're like 2 hours and 45 minutes away but does, does does he have a little bit of that hometown hero in him being from ohio
1: yes he takes a lot of pride in playing for one of the one of the only two professional football teams in Ohio again that that, that he always will say like being able to do this in Ohio means so much to him um but it's kind of hard to call him the hometown guy because Sam Hubbard who scored the game winning touchdown yeah just last week is from around the corner yeah so and they're great friends from Ohio State so Yeah, there is a lot of pride he takes in being the Ohio guy. That's absolutely been a storyline ever since he was drafted, and he spent time
0: at Ohio State, obviously, before LSU.
1: So he takes pride in being from Ohio, to answer your question, but the hometown hero is Sam Hubbard.
0: You know, we're we're all focused up here, obviously, on the Patriots and how can they get back to an AFC title game. You referenced T. Higgins, and that's funny because – You know, T. Higgins next year is going to go into the final year of his rookie contract, and the Bengals are going to have a lot of people to pay, and Burrow's going to get paid. It just came out with the other day that they're working on a deal for him. So I've heard the rumor that T. Higgins could be expendable potentially and that the Patriots might be able to swing a deal for him. Could you see the Bengals breaking up this core potentially and Higgins being available? Because we'd certainly like some help on the outside.
1: No. In in short, Hmm. I think all the T. Higgins things are absolute rumors. I think their number one priorities are going to be Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. They love having them together. And I know in the short term, figuring out a deal for T. Higgins is of the utmost priority. Um, I I just don't see it happening. I think that's all rumors and fluff. Like I think T. Higgins is the kind of guy who I've heard the Patriots name. I've heard the Giants name. I I, I think he stays in Cincinnati.
0: (laughs) Marshall Kramski, sports anchor, reporter, WCPO in Cincinnati. Again, used to be here in Vermont working at Enda, at NBC5. You know, Marshall, as great as I'm sure it was to cover yesterday, you also had to cover the DeMar Hamlin story earlier this year as that occurred in Cincy. What was that night like for you? What was it like throughout the week?
1: The night specifically was one I will – I mean, the week I'll never forget, but specifically the night I used the word a lot on my coverage and on social media. It was bone-chilling. I saw it all break down, and I saw it all happen. And almost – as I recounted it, I have an op-ed piece that I'm happy to share with your listeners that basically when Hamlin went down – we didn't know what was happening. I grabbed my binoculars like I always do. I looked down to the field, and I remember saying, oh, Demar, this safety, DeMar Hamlin's down. Like we do with any other injury. You look at the depth chart, who's next? We wait to hear what his status is going to be. But then, so quickly, before players were even able to get a stretcher out onto the field, before medical professionals could do that, we saw CPR beginning to be performed. We saw... Before they could even get to a highlight, the stretcher was out there. Then a defibrillator comes out, and it was, to use the word, bone-chilling. That night, we didn't know what to do, where to go, and all we could do was report on what we saw and what we were hearing. I've never seen so many NFL players, grown men. I saw Josh Allen in tears. I saw a lot of players crying. I saw Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and some of the other, DJ Reader, and some of the other Bengals captains go over to the Bills' locker room, say to head coach Zach Taylor, we need to go talk to their captains. And eventually Zach Taylor later said, I didn't know what the right call was, but saw them talk to the other captains. As soon as they got off the field, no one in that stadium, at least in the media perspective, thought they were going back out <laughs> on that field. That game was canceled. And then as the week went on, you know, it was just waiting for updates, talking to his family, getting as much information as we can, because as much as everyone was praying for him, the whole world wanted information, wanted to know he was safe wanted to know what the NFL was doing. And that was just a roller coaster of a week. I was doing, you know, live television hits all over the country because people wanted to know what was happening in Cincinnati. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a week I'll never forget. Just happy he's okay. It was really great to see him at the game yesterday, too. He seems to be in great spirit.
0: You know, that's got to be a interesting dichotomy for you because here you are, young reporter, relatively new to the business. And this story, you were at the forefront of it. It's a chance for you to kind of really make your name and get a lot of exposure. But that comes against the backdrop of something that's pretty horrific in the moment.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was hard. I didn't really honestly think about that until it started to happen. I was just doing my job and caring and trying to be the empathetic person that I try to be and the empathetic reporter and get the information that people want out there. But I mean, there definitely was a lot more notoriety that came with it, and my phone did get you know people did reach out to me, but you know I don't I didn't like to think of any of that. It was it was such a hard thing because. You know, you do sports too, man. We get into sports because we love sports. We love talking scenarios and hypotheticals and telling stories. This isn't why I wanted to do it. This isn't why I want anyone to know my name. All I cared about was being a faceless, a faceless voice that just gives the story of what people needed to hear. I'm just glad DeMar Hamlin's okay.
0: You've know you covered a lot of big events now in Cincinnati over the last year or so since you've been there. What are some of your best moments and memories of of being up here and things you got to cover up here uh, in Vermont in the North Country?
1: Oh, I talk about it all the time. I mean, getting to cover the Winter Olympics in Vermont was one of my favorite experiences I've ever had. The coverage we did on NBC5 was second to none. That stuff I'm telling you could go up against top ten markets in the country. What we did that those few weeks, uh, that will always stand out to me. And, but and covering UVM, the men's basketball team going to the March Madness, actually in Buffalo, which yeah. was the last time I was there, that was really cool. I still co- talk to Coach Becker, you know, every now and then, wishing him luck and seeing what he's got there. He's got an interesting young group of guys going for him right now. I know they're not where they would like to be, but you know that's a whole other conversation and. I love covering Vermont men's and women's hockey. Uh, you know, I love Coach Bloomer, love Coach Woodcroft. Those are some of my favorite events. Uh, the Winter Olympics though, will always stand out to me.
0: You come back to eat next time. You come back to Burlington next time. Where's the first place you're going to eat?
1: Oh, that's a good question. There's a few places. I miss. Um, I miss Mandarin and Winooski. Hmm. Uh, I yes, I love their cocktails. So, and I like. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm missing. I'm going to leave something out, man, because I ate. Hey, if you ask anyone on Church Street, they knew my name. I ate <laughs> there a lot. Uh, Guild Tavern in South Burlington, I love their burger. Uh, uh, yeah, you put me on the spot, Brady. I'll, I, you know. <laughs> oh, you know where I, I really like four quarters in Winooski. I lived in Winooski, so I like uh, qu- four quarters a lot, too.
0: Have you been to a bar in Cincinnati yet when Zach Taylor brings in a game ball?
1: I have not because I'm at the field still. So, I joked with Coach Taylor, you know, he's giving out game balls. I'm still working about his team. I mean, no one works more than Zach Taylor. So, no, I have not been at the bar. I've had friends who have been at the bar and have sent me the selfies saying they're doing my job for me. And (laughs) and I do appreciate the free content.
0: (laughs) Marshall Kramski, sports anchor, reporter, WCPO in Cincinnati. He's going to follow the Bengals to Kansas City for the AFC title game. And Used to be here on RTVs and NBC5 up uh, here in Vermont and the North Country. Marshall, man, appreciate it. Enjoy the journey. I've covered four Super Bowls. There's nothing quite like it. I hope you get a chance with the Bengals to go cover one as well.
1: I appreciate it, Brady. As they say, they got a playoff next game, Kansas City. (laughs)
0: Hey, buddy, we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Sounds good, Brady. Thanks.